0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane.
1: Thank you guys, as always, for joining us. I don't know what it's going to be like by the time this show airs, but It's a beautiful day outside today. The temperature is not too hot or too cold. It is not windy, so it's pretty good. My sinuses and allergies hate me anyway, so this time of year, they're just angry all the time, so I might as well enjoy the day the best I can. I don't know how your day is going. I don't know how you are feeling today, but if you're a child of God, regardless of your circumstance, there is reason to celebrate and the reason to celebrate is that you are eternally uh, delivered from death and hell. Yes, we will perish with these bodies of ours, but our spirits will carry on. And you know what? Here's the scary part for non believers. At the end of your life, it's not the end of your life. <laughs> you know, you will be delivered, if you are a believer, into eternal salvation. But if you are an unbeliever, you will be delivered into eternal death. Ooh, nobody wants to talk about that anymore, but here's the bottom line. I care too much about all of you out there to dance around the head of a pin and not warn you of an oncoming disaster, and that is we are all going to face the judgment seat of God in at one time in the future. And so... As we come to you today, that's the primary focus of the mission, is to warn people about the the oncoming disaster in their lives personally. Even if the world goes on for another hundred years, it doesn't mean you're going to. And so, if you have not come and you have not dealt with the issue of eternity, then you are, you are literally playing with fire. You... <laughs> you need to get the first things first you know you can uh, uh we we worry so much about health insurance about our bank accounts where we're going to live what we're going to do how's our job going to be but have you ever given any consideration to the fact that tomorrow your life could be over and if it's over where are you going to spend eternity because eternity is a whole lot longer than the 80, 90, 100 years you're given here at best. And so as we come to you today, I'm just asking that we contemplate these kind of things. I have my dear friend, and he is my dear friend, Pastor Mooney from the mission with me today. He was with me last week. Secret is we tape two shows in one day, but you'll hear it next, the next week, right? So Thomas... Uh, what do you feel and how do you counsel people about making the priorities of eternity uppermost in their lives?
2: Pastor, I find that uh, the burden that we have is telling the truth about God.
1: Yeah, right.
2: And so many people have a misconception about God because they make their own God and they say things like, well, my God wouldn't do that or God doesn't do that and I find that it's really refreshing to go to the Bible which most put people believe is the word of God until it and, disagrees with them and and then these words from Psalm 5 verse 4 for you are not a god who is pleased with wickedness no with you evil people are not welcome the arrogant cannot stand in your presence you hate All who do wrong, you destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful you, Lord, detest. But I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down toward your holy temple. Sooner or later, we have to start telling people the truth about who God is. They say things like, oh, God... Hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. However, that's not what the Bible says. Well, no. And if you want people to have light, you have to tell them about God and who he truly is. When Joshua was speaking, he said he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. And what he wants is your heart and 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 i find that until we begin to tell the truth about who god is people won't understand that they need god desperately nor will they hear the truth of the gospel because they think they're okay That's they're comparing right. themselves to their neighbors right they're comparing themselves to their friends instead of comparing themselves to a holy god yep and uh uh, the words of that old song just ring true. Twas grace that taught right. my heart
1: to fear. That's right.
2: And grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed?
1: Amen. And uh, you know, if you want to look it up, you can find many references in the Bible that say God hates sin and those who commit it. Uh, <laughs> so when we come and say, You know, well, the God of the Old Testament, he was pretty harsh, but the God of the New Testament now, you know, he lightened up quite a bit on us. First of all, the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament, and he not only didn't lighten up, he is the same God today, tomorrow, and forever. And as a matter of fact, when we sing the songs like Jesus, Jesus, gentle Jesus, there is gentility in in Christ Jesus, but I want you to know that when he confronted sin, he was anything but passive about it. Uh, if you think that he just was this, oh, well, I don't want to make anybody feel bad kind of guy, then you didn't see him at the temple when, they, when he drove the money changers out. You didn't see him or hear him when he confronted the Pharisees and said, you whitewashed sepulchers, filled with dead men's bones, beautiful on the outside because they had the refractories and the robes and everything else. He said, you you go halfway around the world to make a convert and then you make him twice the son of hell that you are. And before that, what did he say? He said, you know, concerning the law, right? He said, you strain out a gnat. And you swallow a camel. I don't think that he was too gentle in those times. I would like to
2: encourage everyone to take a look at what Jesus said in the New Testament and understand that everything you love about Jesus and everything you love about what he did, understand this, Jesus said... Every word I speak is what I hear my father say, and everything I do is what I see my father do. So everything that you love about his words and his hope, the prophecies that he brought, the grace that he showed mankind was exactly the heart of the father, exactly the heart of the God of the Old Testament dealing with the creation that he
1: loves. God is crazy about us. Yeah. And I think one of the other misnomers is that, that, God, uh, that God is just this intergalactic Santa Claus sitting up there waiting to fulfill all our needs or all our wants. When he said, I will give you the desires of your heart, he, you, you misunderstand if you think, hey, if I want a Cadillac, if I want a big mansion, because that's not what he meant. First of all, God grabs your heart, changes your heart, gives you the beating heart, takes out the one of stone. And then when your desires become his desires, he fulfills the desires of your heart. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that there are six things that the Lord hates. Uh, Wait a minute, is this the same loving God that hates? Same loving Mm. God. Seven things are detestable to him. A haughty haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness uh, who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community— and that's from, of course, Proverbs 6. But my question to you, Thomas, is does it sound like there are like everything's okay with God? You can just go out and do whatever you want to do?
2: And we have the absolute truth of his word, which tells us over and over again that that isn't so. There's a place that says God is angry with the wicked all day long. There's a place that says even the plowing of the wicked is sin. Mm -hmm. And God, in his great love, dealt with sin. And what he did was so amazing. He loved us so much, saw that we were completely lost. The thoughts of our heart were fallen. And he said, I'm coming myself, and I'm going to take care of that. And at just the right time, In just the right place, Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. And the angels of heaven called that baby lying in a manger, Lord. Lord of heaven, Lord of earth, Lord of the Jews, Lord of mankind. And God entered time and history to save us lost and fallen sinners.
1: Amen. The you know when you referred to uh, to Psalm seven, I like it in the New King James. God is a just judge. God is angry with the wicked. How often? Every day, not once in a while. Every day, and so uh, we we fail to put God with the esteem that we need to. We forget that although he is our loving father, even as believers, he is our loving father, we forget that he is a holy and an awesome God. And he's not your buddy upstairs. He's not He's not pops.
2: He's not the man upstairs. No, that's right. He is right. a holy and a jealous God. He's Jehovah Mishvat, the God of justice, And there's more love in telling someone that you can't continue in this way. If you do, you put yourself in jeopardy. You're born in jeopardy, and it just gets worse. Let me tell you what God did for mankind on that day when God the Son hung between heaven and earth. Let me tell you that the blood that he shed is the only blood. Only remedy for sin. Let me tell you that he died in our place on the cross. Let me tell you they placed him in a tomb. And on the third day, in front of eyewitnesses, Mm -hmm. they reported he rose from the dead. That's the gospel. That is the gospel. That's what God gave us. That's the only way that we can be saved. Yes, God loves you, but you have to come to him his way.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's absolutely true. I mean, with the fact that God truly is love, right? And he is. We better also understand that part of his immutable nature is wrath. And it is. And it is. And so we have come to that time in, in our world, and our society, where we want to make God something he never said he was. We want to make him in our image. Exactly. And uh, so uh, in in that respect that God is wrath, you better understand and I better understand that if you continue to spit in the eye of God, there is going to come a day that you will pay the piper for that. And you know what? people every day, as you said, and you you said it well, we want to remake God in our image. So what do I want? I want a Burger King God. I want to do it my way. I want to have, I want to look at all the good things, the sweet things, the happy things, the gentle things that the Bible has, and I want to accept those. But I want to Cross out all the things that I find objectionable, all the times that he condemns sin, all the time that he names it, and and yet we want to make God something that is so much less than a holy, saving God. He spoke and he said, I
2: am the Lord thy God,
0: Mm -hmm. which
2: brought thee out of the land of Egypt, the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me but people don't want to hear the truth about God. But Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So we have to hear the truth about God. We need to go places where they are preaching who God is, his nature and his character. That will bring life. People are desperate for real. They're desperate for truth. It's not to be found in our culture, it is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ and those
1: churches that are honestly preaching
2: the gospel.
1: Yeah, it's exactly true, because here's the deal. Tom, if you want to be a loving person, is it loving to fail to tell people About the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is that loving? It's
2: loving to tell them. Pastor, if I'm standing on a bridge and 400 yards, the bridge has collapsed, and if I don't lift up my sign and say the bridge is out, who will stop? That's what love is, and that's what love Mm -hmm. demands.
1: I absolutely agree with you. You know, I was doing an illustration, uh, trying to talk to somebody one day, and I said, "Do you think it's... You, you want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to talk to my loved one about it because they get angry or whatever the case is. So, okay, if your loved one is walking towards that proverbial cliff and a hundred yard drop to the rocks and you and they are blind, they can't see it. And you step in front of them, you say, look, you know, you can't go forward. There's a big cliff and you're going to fall. And that person whom you say you love says to you, no, I I know this path well, and you're just wrong, and I'm just going to keep walking straight. What are you going to do? You're going to go, okay, well, I tried, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't want to upset you. No, you're going to do everything, including throw them on the ground to keep them from killing themselves. And so, a God we serve, there is a There's a time coming, and by the way, that time for you may be today. I don't know. But there is a time that he will judge the living and the dead. And so um, I want you to hear this. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap, what, destruction. To the one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. I mean, I don't think you could get much clearer than that.
2: But you know, Pastor, even the language uh, of that message, today in our culture, they tell people, make your own truth. Yes. Live your own truth. Be your own person. But, Pastor, we don't have truth. We have misconceptions. We've been lied to from from the fifth grade on in, in schools. We've been diminished. What people need to be reminded of is they were made in the image of God. And in God's image, they have significance and they have dignity and God recognizes his image in them.
1: Oh, Pastor, that message you. needs to go out. I I agree with you. The the bottom line comes down to everything in our lives is uh and and you know what somebody was saying uh when we were talking earlier about how the world is so confused now. Let me tell you something. The world without Christ has always been confused. That's right. You know, you look, at, uh, you look at, at Babylon, you look at Rome, you look at Egypt, you look at all the different cultures that rose to the surface and what? Denied the living God. Every single one of them was entering into the same kind of things that we are entering into now. All the debauchery, all the hatred. It, you know, if you think that it's bad, it can get much worse. When you eliminate God from the schools, when you eliminate God from every aspect of our lives, which they try to do all the time, heaven only knows you don't want to go out and say the name Jesus because you might be some kind of radical, and that's not politically correct. Well, and tell me when that did harm.
2: We can't lose our identity. We can't lose our public witness the sad thing to me is most people don't even know what the name jesus means <laughs> yeah that's true it means true. jehovah is salvation or jehovah saves what a name that god gave himself when he came in i am your savior i am the lord your savior i want to save you I want to change you. I want to bring you joy. I want to take away the fear of death. I want to take away your awful apprehension about life. I want to give you joy. I want to give you peace. I will do all this myself. And I will give you that gift of faith. Amen. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful plan.
1: No, it's it's absolutely true. Tom, uh, Pastor Mooney and I were talking before uh, we went on air, and I won't mention the woman's name, but there was a very famous person, and she said that she was a Christian up until the time she was sitting in a church, and she heard the pastor say that God is a jealous God. And she said, huh, what's he got to be jealous of me about? She totally misunderstood, I think purposefully misunderstood what God was trying to say. God was saying he's a jealous God. Pastor Mooney and I were talking about it. He will have no other gods between him and you. He will have no other possessions between you and him. And, And if you cannot understand that, think about this with your husband or with your wife. You would not allow another person to come in between you. Because why? Because you love your spouse. And so when people say things like that, like, wow, God's a jealous God, what's that mean? <laughs> Be glad he's a jealous God, <laughs> that he will allow nothing to come between you and him.
2: Isn't that wonderful? Be glad that he's a jealous God. He's jealous for you. For you, and yes. All, the only thing that we do well is we make gods. Oh, We please. can make a God out of anything. You can make a God out of your car, out of your job out of your wife, out of a substance, out of alcohol, out of drugs. You can turn anything into a God, and then that destroys you. And the living God says, no, no, don't do that. Mm -hmm. I love you so much, I'm jealous for you. Your worth to me is so great that I will do anything to prove that I love you. And then on the cross, he did.
1: He did. You know what? We're out of time once again, but I got to tell you, you know, in in the manger was announced the birth of Christ. The it was the promise coming right at the cross. It was finished, and that's what Christ said. And in the empty tomb, it was the great amen to all of those things. As a risen Hallelujah. Lord of glory
2: came, the great amen.
1: The great amen. So uh, as we leave you guys today, and we're coming up not too far from Resurrection Sunday, I ask, Father, that, that you will read the words that come from there. And as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
0: listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you wanna know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com, ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.